reading from the Priyad Bhagavatamrita, Volume 1, Chapter 2, Text 97 to 98. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Nityasuka Maya Satyo. Labhyas Tad. Seva Samana Mahima. Srimat Parivara Ganabrita Mahavibhutiman Bhutvati Satparichada Mandita Srimat Sankarshanam Swasmad Abhinanam tatvaso chanyam nejeshta devata tvena himvanat tanute bhutam Eternal and full of happiness, that abode is absolutely real. It can be obtained by the best of Lord Shiva's servants. Their Lord Shiva is served by the most excellent regalia, reveals himself in his full splendor, <clears throat> surrounded by companions who share opulence and beauty equal to his. As his personal deity, he worships Lord Sankarshana, non different from himself. What amazing wonders does Lord Shiva in this manifestation does not display purport. In his original abode, Lord Shiva displays his full opulence, including ever existing palaces and airplanes and his unequaled personal assets of religion, wealth, sense enjoyment, liberation and devotion to the Supreme Lord. His emblems of rulership, such as his jewelry, chamara fans, and royal umbrella, surpass those of Brahma and the other demigods. On Shiva Loka, Lord Shiva always worships the personality of God in his form as Sri Sankirshana, Karshana, who has thousands of serpent hoods. Both Lord Shankarshana and his expansion, Lord Shiva, incarnations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and so they are not different. When the time comes for the material universes to be annihilated, Rudra, the destroyer, appears from Sri Sankarshana. That Rudra is the specific aspect of Lord Shiva who presides over the material mode of ignorance. Anyone who sees Lord Shiva worshipping Sankarshana, one expansion of the Supreme worshipping another, becomes astonished. 
especially when Lord Shiva dances in ecstasy and offers wonderful prayers. Lord Shiva's worship of Sri Shankarshan can also be seen in the earthly planetary system in Ila Vritta Varsha, as Shukadev Goswami describes in the fifth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter 17. Om Jnana Timurandasya, Gananjana Shalakaya, Chaksuran Mulatam Yena, Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha. Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam, Stapitam Yena Bhutale, Sayam Rupa Kadamayam, Dadati Sa Padantikam, Vanchakalpa Turubhyascha, Kripa Sindhu Bhayevacha, Patitanam Pabhanevyo, Vaishnavevyo, Namo Nama. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shivas Adi Gaur Bhaktivinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So uh, I'll begin like I began, began before. And it seemed to empower me somehow that I find these sections a little bit difficult. I look for, you know, a real jewel of rasa or tattva that I can expound on. And these chapters are, are basically just descriptions of great devotees. And part of it is descriptions of their opulence, which doesn't really have an absolute correlation with their status as a great devotee. Of course, if Krishna entrusts you with a lot and you use it, it's quite impressive. And especially if you can remain aloof, indifference to material objects, not just separation from them, is one of the symptoms of of Baba. So anyway, we progressed. We started this story with Srinarada Muni's eagerness to be with those who receive Krishna's mercy. And it's a template for our journey on devotional service, because our journey on devotional service, it, it ultimately begins within our hearts, with our desire to live our lives by the truth, which means to find someone who represents the truth and to surrender and follow them. But it begins with this, this eagerness, it's the first quality, favorable quality to bhakti is our enthusiasm, 
we're enlivened. Utsahan, Nishtayadharya. Utsahan, from the word ut, ut means neck, or ut means stretch. So another word for enthusiasm is utkanta, like kuntimala, kanta means the neck. So the, the image to help us actually understand this is the bird, a little small bird reaching for a worm. It stretches, it moves. So we have to have that faith that this is what we want and we're willing to extend ourselves for it, move towards that. So Narada Muni gives the basic template of what bhakti is, this movement, intense movement towards an objective of go or goal. And our objective or goal is found in the hearts of the devotees, and that's where we get it, because our objective or goal is intense devotion. And that's where we get it. And that's why even when Krishna wants that in his own heart, the love for himself, We see in the story of uh, that the story of the history of Chaitanya Charitamrita that Lord Chaitanya is eager for that bhakti and he gets it and nourishes it by the association of, of devotees. We can't stress this enough, and that association is not just proximity. It's hearing what they have to say. Because what Kirtan and speaking about Krishna, which is also Kirtan, is when the bhav in the heart is expressed. And when the bhav in the heart is expressed, it becomes tangible to bring within your own heart, inspiring us in devotion. Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Shastra Hoy, Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Lava Matra, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Siddhi Hoy. That that's where perfection comes from. So, Narada enthusiastically approaches the Bra Brahmin, who enthusiastically points him to the king who enthusiastically points him to Indra, who enthusiastically points him to Brahma. And now we have Brahma enthusiastically pointing to Lord Shiva. And each one has this pure devotional service. I'm just thinking of the Brahmin. After all his beautiful worship, he turns to the deity and says, now, it's the exact opposite of fruitive activity. Whatever benefit I give, I now give to you. I was in Vrindavan and one devotee visited me. I'm quite close with them. 
And I talked about the sadhu that visited me in my Monday morning greeting. And uh, they were sharing their asadaka. And they shared some mercy they got chanting. And, and it seemed legitimate. They had what's called a spurti. A spurti is just a, a flash. And, and in their chanting, somehow they entered into something where they kind of had a vision of Radha and Krishna. And there was Anand. There was some very, very deep spiritual pleasure. But when they, they described that, but when they went to relish the spiritual pleasure, then the vision disappeared. <laughs> it's so pure. Whatever I get, I, I offer to you. Manasa deho geho joho kichu ara arpila tuapade nanda kishora jivane marine mind, body, and family, whatever may be mine. I have surrendered at your at, at, at the lotus feet of the son, the charming son of Nanda Maharaj. What a beautiful feeling. We talk about it, but when we put the word surrender to it, all of a sudden it becomes an ugly thing to us. But we think of someone who is selfless. Isn't that a beautiful thing? The people are not selfish. They're loving. It's such a beautiful thing. And we love it. And we love those people. And want to be with those people. So that Brahmin had that selflessness. The king, his whole kingdom, He gave to God. Legally, he gave to God because he gave everything to the deities. Bhakti means to think of others before yourself. That's the basic principle of love. So we saw that in the king I'm pointing to Indra. You begin to see that love and devotion attracting the personal association of God in terms of Vamadadev. And then it goes to Brahma and his level of service becomes unparalleled. On Krishna's behalf, the, the manager and the secondary, 
the secondary creator of, of the whole universe. And then now Brahma, who has all the accoutrements of power, which is accepted for service. If you are a ruler, whether you're detached or not, there's some facility you have to have. Because before you have a relationship with God, you see his greatness not, not in his love, but beyond his love, or, or besides his love, you see his greatness in his grandeur. And acknowledgement of greatness is an essential part of spiritual life because spiritual life means to embrace humility. And humility entails acknowledging superiority of another. So for the material, for the conditioned souls, grandeur produces a spiritual feeling. That's why in the Srimad Bhagavatam in the second canto, the first step in God realization is connecting the powers of this world to God. So the so your reverence for the powers of this world invoke a sentiment and appreciation for God. And I had this personal feeling when maybe 30 years ago I was had a little Sankirtan party in the Himalayas. And we ran out of books. And we were so eager just, just to get back to Vrindavan. And on the way back, you, you know, because I had an image before the Himalayas of like looking up, but it's range of... Jack, you'd like to go to Himalayas one day, right? I've been. You've been. Range after range in the mountain. range after range in the mountain and I stopped the bus and just looked out and I had this smallness that was such a good feeling in the heart and I, I always give the image of a, of a child in the mother's arms grandeur which you have a relationship grandeur which has the power to protect you and give you shelter it's such a great feeling. But then he comes to Lord Shiva, who has completely renounced the accoutrements of power practically as ludicrous. And he's now we're finishing up his explanation of Lord Shiva's glories. And Brahma tells him he's in, in this planet, he's, he's in this world, he's on the, pla on the planet of Mount Kailash. 
which belongs to Kuver, the treasure of the demigods. But you can't be an exalted person if you don't become humble in love. You can't become an exalted person. You're, if you're not moved by love, and just the concept of love, it love is really, true love is the most humble position because you're, you're ruling your life in true love by the will and desires of, an, of another. True love is the greatest humility. It's the greatest surrender. And we know it's also the greatest feeling. And we know when you have that in your heart, you become subordinate to another person's needs, which can be reflected in their desires. And you become their servant. And therefore, at the highest platform of love, called Prema Bhakti, it's Sri Krishna Karshana. It even attracts God. It even subordinates God. And therefore, Srimati Radharani is known as Madan Mohan Mohini, the controller of the, the bewilderer of the bewilderer of Cupid. So Kavera has so much love and so much reverence. And, that, and that's what happens in love. When you have that feeling of love for someone, you start to control the other person, even though you don't want to. Because the other person reciprocates in love. So anyway, Kavera loves Lord Shiva so much that Lord Shiva will do anything for him. And that's the way it works. We can see sometimes when someone actually, it's maybe a mother or something, loves one so much, or, or, or then one will give their life for them. So these principles that we find here in a, in a reflected way exist there in the absolute reality. And therefore, Lord Shiva, in response, in reciprocation, because he's a person, right? You just think of people that you do so much, you give your life for, and they're not affected at all. What does that say about them? Does that say something about their power? Or does that say something about their weakness? That they're so controlled by their false ego, their desire of superiority, their selfishness. So this beautiful, and, and that's what the Bhagavatam is. It may describe it in... in it may describe it in many, many ways. What the Bhagavatam is, is a description 
of the ultimate reality, which is Maya Chittad Apasrayam, that the energies of God are under God's control, which control God, because that energy is the internal potency. And the vision Vyasadev had was of the 10th canto and the pastimes of Krishna. And it's Krishna exchanging with his energy. Eko Bahusham. The one became many for the purpose of pleasure, which is love, which requires a distinction between God and others. So the Bhagavatam, the Briyad Bhagavatam, Rita, it describes it in many ways. So, so Lord Brahma is explaining this, the wonderful quality of Lord Shiva, that he becomes subordinate, subordinate in love. It's such a beautiful concept we have that God is not just receiving love, but God himself wants and has that feeling of love. And now here in this verse, what's being described, Lord Brahma says, but beyond the, the seven coverings of the universe, or eight coverings, whatever it is of the universe, earth, water, air, fire, ether, so beyond those covers, there's Lord Shiva also has an eternal abode where great opulence is described. And somehow other, and, and anyway, that's being described here. But what is the greatest opulence of God there is that he is in ecstasy out of his love for God. What is the greatest, ex, what is the greatest, glory of Lord Shiva is his love and his love manifests in his ecstasy and his dancing. And Vaishnavam Yata Shambhu, he's the greatest Vaishnava. And, and, and what do we see? We see that he's in ecstasy. And out of ecstasy, he does kirtan in the form of beautiful prayers where the mood of his heart is expressed through sound vibration. And, and that's, that's, that's really what our business is. Our business is our hearts because our hearts are the pleasure of God because the pleasure of God is love. And he's created us as vessels of love and one of the ways that love comes out is in the form of prayers. Therefore, one sadhu in Vrindavan, a famous meditator on the holy name, he told my friend, you should chant very, very sweetly. Very, very sweetly, because Krishna hears your prayers. Krishna enjoys your bhakti. That's Krishna's enjoyment, is our bhakti or devotion. That's what we're for. And that's why the ultimate reality 
the ultimate reality, which Vyasadev saw in his meditation, was this exchange between Krishna and his internal potency or loving potency in the hearts of his devotees. That's what the 10th canto is. And that's what's being described here. <clears throat> Next verse. Tattagatum bhavan shakta shri shive shudha bhaktimam abhigamya tarasritya kripam krishnasya pashitu. You have the power to go there because you have pure devotion for him. Therefore, go, take shelter of him, and see the real mercy of Krishna. So he's telling Narada, you want to see the real mercy of Krishna, see and experience the heart of Lord Shiva. Because how much mercy does Lord Shiva have? How much mercy does Lord Shiva have? He has the most mercy, Vaishnavam Shambhu. And you'll see that because it'll be manifest. You'll see his dancing. You'll hear his prayers. And therefore, you will be able to see the external manifestation of his heart in his dancing and in his prayers. And that, inter that, that manifestation of his heart, that is the mercy of Krishna. And you should go and take shelter of him so that he will open up his heart and you'll be able to fully experience that mercy of God. And you'll be able to share in that mercy of God. So you take shelter of him. Tadvidi Patipatena. Take shelter, full shelter. Someone asked me to review their book. And they were talking about proportional surrender. There's no proportional surrender. Proportional surrender means is I accept you when you agree with me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I accept you, Gurudev, when you agree with me. But really what I'm doing is I'm accepting my own authority. Proportional, sir. No, you take full shelter. Pratipatena. You take full shelter. And you'll read in my next Monday morning greetings about full shelter. I've done something very unusual in my next Monday morning greetings. I gave a you know a half page introduction, but I reprinted an article that was sent to me by a friend in a personal exchange we had. And that article was by Professor Niskinchina Sanya. Bhakti Siddhanta's English editor. You talk about surrender. He was a family man. 
when he got his salary. He, this person was fa famous for his unflinching faith in Guru. When he gave it, got his salary, he gave the whole thing to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. <laughs> and then Saraswati, then Bhakti Siddhanta gave him something for his maintenance. You, you can't live artificially like that. But people who have that level of faith have that level of faith. And now it says that you have the Shakta Bhavan Shakta to go. You have the Shakti. Why do you have the Shakti to go? Because Shuddha Bhakti Man. Because you possess pure devotion. And again, this concept that our separation from God is just consciousness. God is not a physical distance away. He's beyond our time and space. And that dimension of reality can appear anywhere within our realm. That's the story of Pallad Maharaj. Is he in the pillar? So he appears. That's our vehicle, is our faith. So because you have that, you can gain entrance. You can gain entrance to his abode. Purport, because Narada respects Lord Shiva properly as an expansion non-different from Lord Krishna and therefore loves Lord Shiva with spontaneous devotion, there is no bar to his entering Shiva Loka. If Narada is to go there and take shelter of Lord Shiva by offering respects and praise, he will be able to see the mercy of Krishna and the ecstasy and opulences of Lord Shiva. So, taking shelter of, of, I had a point here. Yeah, we, the material is a very interesting prison house. It, it doesn't need bars. It's, it's kind of like, you know, the, it, it, it's kind of the ultimate surveillance state. <laughs> Because it's Krishna, he does. It, 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 it's we're here by our will. We're imprisoned by our will. When we want to get out, when we actually want to serve God fully, then the material world doesn't exist for us, unless we're kept here to maybe go to Prem Bhakti, and we need a body to practice more. But ultimately, daivi esha gunamayi, mamamaya darateya, mamevie papadyante, ayameta. It's impossible to overcome this energy because it's just following our desire to not be a devotee. And when you want to be a devotee, that the energy doesn't exist because it's the illusory energy. The illusory energy only puts you in illusion that you're not a devotee because you don't want to be. So you want to be a devotee, that energy doesn't exist. 
You don't have to petition. You don't have to appeal. You don't have to lock and key. It's gone. Sri Prikshit Uvacha. Ityevam Shikshito Mata. Shiva Krishneti Kirtian. Narada Shiva Lokam Tam. Prayata Kotukad Iva. Sri Prikshit said, My dear mother, after Narada received these instructions, he departed for Shiva Loka with joyful anticipation, chanting, Shiva Krishna. So he was eager because he was told where the objective of his treasure hunt was. It was in the heart of Lord Shiva. So go there. Go there. And now I'm thinking of Govardhan. And the sadhus. It's going to be very interesting because I'm going to be there this year more than a month before Kartik begins because Purushottamasa begins so late. So I'm even thinking of maybe visiting a place or two because normally it just come and it's a little bit before the devotees come, but the sadhus, there's people there who are advanced. Yeah. Purport. The gist of Hamas advice to Narada is that he should have faith in Lord Shiva as non-different from Lord Sri Krishna. Even though this advice was familiar to Narada, he was inspired to hear it. He welcomed the opportunity Brahma was giving him to show the world the extent of Lord Shiva's glories. He was also curious about what he would find when he arrived at Shiva Loka. Thus ends the second chapter of part one of Srila Sanatana Goswami's Brihad Bhagavatamrita entitled Divya in Heaven. So, of course, he was excited. Just like when we go to the Holy Dom, we're excited. Maybe, maybe we haven't been there, or maybe we haven't been to one of the places. So you can be very excited. Yeah, I'm uh, my Puriyatra. I told you last year was after COVID, practically every single person. Usually it's like some people come one year where they everybody came last year. And usually I've started this now two yatras, the Puriyatra and the Madhavan. So some people went to one and the other. But still, there was such a, a flood of people coming. This year, at least from here, a little bit less. But those of you who went in Puri, you may remember, I don't, I'm seeing yeah, if anybody here was in that. Puriyatra, we had four to five top kirtaniers in the Hare Krishna movement, literally. It was 
such an all-star team. We had, um, of course, we had a Kinshina Krishna. And then we had Giriraj, who's top five Madanga player, easy. And then these Mauritian brothers, who are phenomenal. You know, Madhav is from Mauritius. These are two young guys who were really spiritual. And the father said, okay, you can go to Vrindavan if you get your Bhakti Shastri. They're phenomenal. And then Sundar Govinda from Moscow. Phenomenal. Jai Jagannath. Phenomenal. So right now I know I have a Kinshina. I have Giriraj, I have the two Mauritian Kirtaniers. We also have this lady, Divya Shakti and Nilambari from Moscow. So even if it's just a few of us, well, there'll always be so many people there, but but the eagerness, the eagerness, just like Akrura when he was going to Vrindavan. Today, I will see the Lord of my life. Of course, it used to really be ecstatic because you'd walk to the places. When you walk to a place, your mind arrives before your body. When you fly to a place, your body arrives before your mind. Except for those people that wind up in the Dham and immediately go around on Parikram. When I go, I, I try to bathe in the Holy River immediately to get myself up. This year, it's also, I used to go to Vrindavan first. I used to go to Vrindavan first. Now, I don't stay in Vrindavan, except maybe during a tour. I'm headed right to Govardhan. I'll want, I'll, I'll, I'll wind up there the evening before Radhastami. Okay, I wrapped enough. I'm getting uh, a little bit off track here. Jamunajaya, let's see what you remember from the class. Oh, did she have to go? She was here. Okay. She had to go. Okay, um, Gail. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Yeah, today, today, you know, I was really appreciating the fact that, you know, I always want to better understand why we have to, you know, really appreciate Krishna's Aishwarya aspect before we can... Be, you know, have that more intimate relationship with him. And I feel that I really got that today, you mm -hmm. know, because when you were saying that um, to, to be able to experience mercy, you have to experience the fact that the person is superior to you, you know? So if you don't have that sense, then you, you can't experience mercy. If you don't experience mercy, of course, you don't experience love. So I really appreciate it that that um, <clears throat> that rationale behind the experience of happy small today. So thank you so much. Great. Ooh, wow. 
Thank you, Gail. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. Great to hear from you. Great to see you yesterday, Tota. Haribo. Haribo. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Chad, appreciating your class. Um, uh, something that was kind of coming up for me is, uh, you know, in one sense when I was younger, it was haunting me, but I think it, it's it's in a in a good way. Um, I took a when I took a class, um, a philosophy class in in uh, uh, undergrad. I remember reading a little bit of Kierkegaard, and he has this whole idea that um, he, because heaven's measured by one's honest emission towards God, it doesn't it doesn't happen at the time of death. It happens now. And so if you think you're going to have salvation when you die and you're going to be in heaven, then you're really misinformed because it, it, if you're not satisfied now, you're never going to be. It sort of has this kind of deep realization. That's a good point. You know, yam yam papi spanam bhavam tajantyante kalevaram tam tamevaiti konteya siddhata dava bhavataha. Whatever you're thinking at the time of death, you'll go. But it's more the bhav, and, and you can't turn on a, a, an emotional state of love. You have to cultivate it. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Chad, great. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. It's Isabel. Thank you for class. Oh, is that your place? <laughs> no, this I'm in Asheville. This is where my boys live. Well, you really get around. I mean... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> You really... I'm working from here. We work from home um, the whole month of August. So I drove over here. I've been here. It's going to be almost two weeks. Okay. Okay, great. Uh, see you next week, okay? See you next week. Okay, great. Okay. Anybody else say hello? Hi, Bo Maharaj. Thank you for class. Hey, hi, Bo. Is that the uh, Yogi House? Uh, no, we're uh, in the van right now, Maharaj. We need to pick someone up from the airport in Albany, so we're in Albany. Who are you picking up? Maya. I'm not sure if you've met her yet. <laughs> I, I know Maya my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> this is Maya from California. <laughs> A special type of Maya. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's your van, huh? You... You, you yeah, got it picked up from Minnesota. So. Uh, much better than that car that. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit better, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I should tell you, there definitely is a place for you to stay down here. Oh, okay, great. Should we call you this afternoon still? No, you should just come to the program. And uh, after the program, you can just go. Greg has a big house, he just stays there with Indira. They have about four or five bedrooms, so. Okay. There, there is something I need to talk to you about with Vikram today. So if you do have time, just let me know. Why don't you do it right after this? Okay. Thanks, right. Raj. When we hang up, just give me a call. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Anybody else? Hey, Krishna Garage. It's welcome in there. And Bridget. Thank Hi, you for Good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you're back. 
Yeah, I hope you guys get settled there so you can be yeah. your old, old kitchen making self. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. yeah, it just takes time, you know, because we're moving a whole salon to a little room. Um, but also my mom needs help, too. So it's like kind of, um, you know, it's a lot of work. And then you got to start up the business there, right? Yeah. 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 But, Running everything. <laughs> Yeah, it'll, it'll be fine, though. He's already got a clientele, so they're just moving like two miles down the street. So it'll be fine. Yeah, and uh, Krishna's God. He, we don't do it. He's already decided if you're an utter failure or yeah. a success. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's true. And then if you're an utter failure, you just have to go to Vrindavan and stay on the side of the brick rum path. <laughs> with a little bowl, you'll get a few coins and just chant. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Anybody else say hello? Okay. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Sri Radhika here. Hare you're Krishna still, You're still in Vancouver? Yes. <laughs> Have you entered Vancouver yet? <laughs> yes. Somehow. Somehow. Okay. All right. Hi, Bo. Bunch of cool. Thank you. Thank you.